Freshly retweeted by Detroit Dave 7 on Twitter. This is the full coverage football show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. My name is Jeremy, as you can see on your screen. That is my boy Drew. Drew, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good, man. It's uh we're about to be full send into football for um four months. So buckle up. Yeah, it's you know it's great. last weekend was basically a tease. Like we had college football Thursday, we had a game Friday, a couple games, we had some Saturday great games. We had a great game Sunday night where we saw our boy Brian Kelly take that L. And then Monday night we had like a stinker of a blowout game for Clemson, but Clemson looked good. I mean, did you get a good football fix this weekend? I did. So I, uh, I mean, as you know, I was, I did three drafts. I, uh, I mean, watched a lot of college football, of course, the Buckeye game. Um, was a good one. But the thing is about the NFL coming in, you know, like almost every game is going to be like competitive mm-hmm. to where in college, you don't know. And especially like this early in the season, it's, it's really nice when teams schedule like big boys out of the gate in college football. Cause it gives you kind of something like that first week to look forward to. Uh, but I definitely got, got a good football fix last weekend. Where were you at? Did you get any time to, to watch anything? I mean, you know, I, know I got... you probably watched the Buckeyes. I saw the Buckeyes game and it kind of went how we expected. You know, everyone's saying 17 and a half point spread. We said stay away from it. That wasn't yeah. one of your awards wagers picks, but we were both staying away from that game because we thought it would be a little closer. I thought the Buckeyes would pull away in the end, as did you. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. But, I mean, that was a number five Notre Dame team that came in there ready to play some football. I mean, Marcus Freeman had that team amped up and the young quarterback looked solid at first. And then the Buckeyes, they just said, you know what? The Buckeyes defense more after the first quarter, um, from what we saw last year to mm-hmm. week one, and I know uh, Knowles is a new DC and whatnot, but that defense played well. To your point, what what is probably a formidable Notre Dame team when things are all said and done. So I was that was the part I was surprised by. I wasn't too surprised with when Jigba went down. They weren't able to kind of move the ball like they wanted to, yeah. but it's also right out of the gates in the season playing against a good defense. So the offense will get going, uh, but I think. Overall, you have to be extremely excited with what the defense brought. 100%. The Buckeyes looked way better. And speaking of looking good, how about what Georgia did to Oregon? I mean, that's a number three team at the time and a number 11 team in the country. And we thought Georgia would win. We're expecting Georgia. We said there's three good teams this year, Georgia, Ohio State, and Bama. But Georgia, 49-3? to Did you see that? Bo Nix, bro. Bo Nix. That's all I wanted to hear. That's <laughs> the whole reason Nicks. for the question. Bo Nix can Bo- go to the moon and he'd still suck at football. Like, it doesn't Bo matter Nicks. if he's on the East Coast, the West Coast. Like, Bo Nix just isn't good. So, um, no, listen. Uh, the one thing that stood out, man, Georgia's got some tight ends, dude. They got, like, three. They have, like, a guy that runs, like, uh, what's his name? Richardson or something. He's, like, 6'7 and weighs, like, 270 or 260. He just runs like a gazelle. And it's, like, they have three. They have the best tight end in the country. Then they got these other two guys, one a transfer. It's like, man, those tight ends alone are a matchup nightmare uh, no matter who they play. So, yeah, Georgia, again, they're going to be good. Um, that's that's a tough beatdown that uh, that Oregon took. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do coming back off that. Obviously, you're not playing a team like Georgia in week two, but definitely interesting to see what they do or they do going forward. Bama, of course, they ran over there to whoever they played. I don't remember. It was a Utah State or someone like – it was it someone was. who – they got wasn't going to hang now, though, don't they? It's going to be Texas. It's going to be an interesting game. We'll find out how good Quinn Ewers is and how good Texas really is right off the bat. And I mean, Texas played well last week, but the, it wasn't anyone. 
<laughs> USC looked like they were kind of back for a second, but they played Rice. Yeah. And there was a lot of there was a lot of beat up games. And then you had Cincinnati and Arkansas, which is a game we talked about. That was a hell of a football game. Cincinnati own one now. They still look pretty good in that game. Arkansas pulled it out. But what was your game of the weekend? Was it Ohio State, Notre Dame, or was there another game that really stuck out to you? Well, the LSU game, if you want to talk about the game of the week, um, yeah. for, for them to lose the way they did was a highlight for me. But, no, watching the Ohio, the Ohio State game was the most um, the most fun to watch for me mm-hmm. because I, it, the whole entire first half was ugly and low scoring and, like, both teams couldn't get comfortable offensively. Um, and that was just a good game. That reminded me of, like, two good teams, right? This isn't a 50-45 to 45 battle, which a lot of people said it could be. I, I think, personally, I said there'd be a lot of points put up. But that one was fun to watch from the defensive uh, perspective for Ohio State fans especially. You know, the LSU-Florida State game, when LSU was lining up to kick that game-tying extra point, <laughs> extra point, a friend of mine is a big Catholic and big Notre Dame fan. I said – there are millions of Catholics right now praying for this to be a missed kick. And if there is a God, this kick will not go through the uprights. Sure enough, blocked. You got to go to Brian church. Kelly loses. And I'm like, man, I might actually have to go to church here. But you're yeah, right. You gotta, That's exactly what I was thinking. You got to have said one service at least just to, <laughs> to kind of make sure the devil LSU, stays away from dude, you. LSU, like, this is a team where you had Sean Booty, who's supposed to be the guy there. And. Booty's the name, and it's a great name, and you're used to General Booty and John David Booty and all these other booties. This is a totally different family. But this kid was supposed to be one of the top receivers in the country, and it's like Brian Kelly wanted to prove a point and say, hey, we can do things without you. You're not part of our family, or whatever he tried to say there during the press conference. But what the hell was going on there? I... I have no idea. Again, I, Brian Kelly's smartest guy in the room. Did you see the uh, the post-game press conference with Brian Kelly? Where, uh, no, not post-game. Like, the media was kind of late. Oh, I and saw he, that. That Yeah, that was yesterday's. <laughs> or was that just yesterday? <laughs> yeah, and the kid hit him back with, you know, I'd be on time maybe if you win. Dude, I that mean, takes some balls to say. Like It does, um, and it's, it's super <laughs> unprofessional at the same time, but it's fucking hilarious. It was hilarious. No, it's listen. He's gonna have to find his way down there. I think Brian Kelly's a decent coach, right? Like he'll he'll do okay. Um, yeah, good. It's coach. hard to jump into an entire program like from the outside and and mm-hmm. be like successful immediately. The greatest thing about that game was Twitter after the game. Like Twitter's got the Twitter spaces and LSU fans ready to fire him already. Like. I cannot stand Brian Kelly. It's no shock. We've said that on this show for three years. Yeah. Brian Kelly, decent head coach, awful human being, in our opinion. Not a great dude. Yeah, but I'm not even saying I'm not ready to fire coach. him. I mean, come on now. He, he a little was early on name in a national championship game and and in the play in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So in the last like seven years. So like I'm not gonna hack like he's terrible. I mean, before we go any further, where you at, bud? I like that background you got going on. Uh, you know, I, I just typed in forest, and this is where it took me. That's fantastic. Here I, I am sitting I at, in the factory of misery, but forest is gorgeous. For those of you listening, you obviously can't see it, but it's got a nice river. Chilling on the river here. Potentially a like, reek. I'm not sure how wide it is, but 
<laughs> oh, I don't know. Sitting by a body of water. <laughs> yeah. It could be a slight canal. I don't know the definition of this one. I was thinking, like, is... what football thing should I put up that'll go with, along with week one? And then I was just like, I don't know. I think I want to put up the forest. That's right. The NFL is coming out of the forest. They are no longer lost. And we've talked some college football to get the show started. Anything else you want to talk about before we dig into our NFL preview here, bud? No. Give me NFL. Then let's get into it. So for two weeks, we have teased you with we would come in and start our NFL preview with the teams we thought would finish in first and the team we thought would finish in last in the division. For our entire picks, you can catch them on our Facebook page. We'll post them tomorrow. We got our uh, whole thing going up there tomorrow. So let's start with the AFC East. Who's winning the AFC East? <sighs> it's going to be Dallas. AFC I, East. My opinion. Uh, the Oh, we're doing winners in, in each one? Yeah, uh, let's do AFC East first. Okay, the Bills. Okay. I mean, can you go against the Bills? No, you can't. The Dolphins, I got – I said they could be a surprise team. They could be this year's Bengals, but – Or they I'm could suck. They could, easily. Or, like, Tua could just not be good. <laughs> so, like, I hope he's good because I kind of like Tua mm-hmm. and watching Waddle. Like, I just don't know. I can't remember a team with that much speed dialed up on both sides of the field. Between Waddle and Hill, like, that's insanity. Like, what do you – I don't even know how you play that. Throwing and then Chase does that Edmonds? just make Mike Gusecki just, like, get fed balls down the, the seam all day long? We hope so. But that guy was playing, like, the third quarter of the second preseason game. Mm-hmm. Like, what were they not seeing in Gusecki? That you had them out there at that time. Yeah, I don't but know. that's a fun team. I'm with you on the Bills. Who you got finishing the last in that division? I, I want to say the Jets. Okay. But I think the Patriots could finish in last. I actually have the Patriots in my last place team. Okay. Because Matt Patricia is, is around there. Even if he's like washing the toilets in the facility, your team's just doomed. That guy's but if he's terrible. running your offense, possibly. Yes. <laughs> Like, what are you doing to Mac Jones? I know Bill Belichick is the smartest coach in the league, probably. He's maybe the greatest head coach of all time, but the fuck you doing, Billy? What? Who Who does Mac Jones throw it to? You've got Devontae Parker. Is he ever going to be that guy we no, saw in Miami for one no, year? No, he's not. He's not. You Devontae signed Janu. You signed Hunter Henry. Are those guys going to do anything? They pay two tight ends ridiculous money. and then they, After they, drafting they, two tight ends in the they third both had, And then they both had just like a – extremely below salary cap year. Like, so they did not live up to their money. Um, I don't know what new England's doing. They have no wide receivers there. Mac Jones is kind of set up for failure in my opinion. And then you have Matt Patricia anywhere around that offense, (laughs) Mac Jones. It will be lucky if he's in in the CFL in five years. I mean, it looks bad. This is a team though. That's going to be interesting because literally the fuck you doing, Billy. That's like, that's going to be the next shirt I'm going to make is the fuck you doing, Billy. But Jacoby Myers, okay, he's a guy who – he's a slot guy, but he doesn't get in the end zone. I'm with you on that. The Patriots could be that worst team. Now, the other thing that – the other reason but, I'm going to go with the Jets, um, the other reason that I'm considering not taking the Jets and taking the Patriots is what I meant is is because they just said Zach Wilson would be out a month. Yeah. So if Zach Wilson's out four games, three, four games, and Joe Flacco's playing, probably not gonna win those games. Uh you think and that kind of puts four? them behind the eight ball. I mean, are they going 0 and four out of the gate with Flacco? They play the Ravens, yes. the Browns. I mean, that's a tough schedule going in. Or I think they play the Bengals. I think they play almost all AFC North. Yeah, they're and, losing every one of those games. 
I could see it, but if you're going to have a backup, when you want a guy like Joe Flacco who can still maintain the game somewhat. No, I'd want Gardner Minshew. I'm That's the best that. backup in Gardner's the league. Gardner's our dude. <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, like, while we're talking this division, for all the hate on Brian Kelly we do because we don't like him as a dude, there's another reason I want the Dolphins to do well is Mike McDaniel. That's – that's my guy. Like I love Mike. McDaniel. I love Mike McDaniel. Like that's a guy I want to see succeed in this division. I want to see Mike McDaniel on Hard Knocks. Maybe next year we get that. That'd be fantastic. Maybe. And you're still you still haven't watched last night's Hard Knocks. No. Yet, right? So after the episode, I'm going to watch it. Um, I'll report. Trust me. I'm sure I'll report back. All right. I know Here's that Eminem was there for based off of <laughs> just going on anything. Yeah. Um, Eminem was there, and it was. It was something, to say the well, least. It's like it, Detroit always does this thing where, like, and Cleveland does it too. Like the people that we like deem like our like our Detroit guys and like Cleveland guys, mm-hmm. like you know, you kind of bring them around. And it, it, dude, Cleveland does the same thing with Jim Brown yep. and and gives them like stuff to do. And and so yeah, and you said machine. Uh, what's his face? Uh, MGK. Machine. Yeah, and and so it's like. Yeah, they always like put the bring these guys. I bet Bob Seeger was probably around, potentially Kid Rock. Like, that's just kind of we just always like send all right, send our the best we got. <laughs> bring them in for good luck. Why not? I mean, these are your dudes, and Eminem's big in the clubhouse, probably, I'm sure they're yeah, you know, at Allen Park. And dudes were happy to see him, but when you watch the episode, you're gonna be like, This is I'm not gonna say anything. Like I said earlier, I'm not spoiling anything for you. I'll let you watch that. For anyone else who's watched it, send it to me on Twitter. What did you think of Eminem on Hard Knocks last night, for those of you who watched it? Let's move on to the AFC North here. Continue on with our preview. AFC North, who you got finishing first? Cincinnati. Okay. I have them finishing second. I got the Ravens finishing first. Who's your last place team? Um, Pittsburgh. I also have Pittsburgh, but I think it's going to be very close between them and the Browns for the last place. Well, I mean – it's unfortunate that you have a terrible quarterback to play 11 games or 10 games. That's not essentially ideal for winning. No. And Jacoby, he can, for the Browns, if Brissett can just not turn the ball over, play within the offense, and they can give Nick Chubb the football more than 16 times a game yeah, and the, use the assets you have in Chubb and Hunt, the problem is you can he can't dominate. push the ball downfield at all. And Everything he has no one to is throw so downfield. short, and it's so like – how loose is Chubb going to get when the guy can't throw four yards? That will be a problem. That's like my concern. And I like Jacoby Brissett. Like Jacoby Brissett's a fine backup. But damn, when your backup has to play 10 games, things change a little bit. <laughs> we start being very more critiquing or, you know, mm-hmm. very more uh, on you as, as far as being the backup when you're in the spotlight like that. And Jacoby Brissett, it's going to be a long, long season. And I know they want to run the hell out of the ball, but it's like, man, when you have no threat of like throwing yep. it downfield like that though it's real hard to get you know big chunks in the running game and for browns fans who watch the preseason they're like why you keep throwing the ball to anthony schwartz why are you throwing it to this guy who keeps dropping it because anthony schwartz has world-class speed and all you need to know is that he can catch the ball and run straight because he is going to open things up for you is your hope well, but he can the run guy couldn't catch the ball i don't know if he can catch the ball <laughs> that's the problem he never showed he could do it and they kept feeding him like eventually he's gonna catch football right yeah what anthony schwartz it. needs to do is my get dad's that. like, man, this guy stinks. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't fast. know who this guy is. This guy's so terrible. fast. But He's like, is that a white dude that can't catch? Like, how is this guy even in the league? And I'm like, no, that's not the case. 
<laughs> but yeah, for the Browns, you're exactly right. That's what they're going to need to do. Jacoby Bruss, or Jacoby Brissett's not going to lose you games necessarily, but he ain't going to win you any either. And they sure. need to figure out how to do that. And you need to be treading water, you know, going into game 12. You need to be five and six, six and five to have any hope that you're going to make defense the defense has playoff. to be so good. The defense has to really be elite. And the it has is, to be a top seven defense for that 10 game span. It has to be. And they have to be opportunistic because they're going to have to get the ball on the other, <laughs> other side of the field to kick three. Um, so they're going to, you're going to want a Greg Williams style defense on this team where you're just destroying people blitzing constantly, but that's not what they're going to do. That's not what Joe Woods does. Problem for that defense is who's going to step up in the middle of it. Those defensive tackles weak, not great. If no one steps up in the middle, they're going to get gashed up the gut and it's going to open everything up and you're going to be the worst team in the division. Now, the Steelers said this week they're starting Mitch Trubisky. No surprise there, I don't think. Let's ride. Let's ride. For those of you who saw the TikTok of Mitchie on Twitter or on TikTok or any of that where it was posted, of him saying, let's ride. Very we gentle, let's love ride. Mitchie. We do. We Mitchie's a great dude, great family. We've been over that a million times. When does Kenny Pickett start? Uh, week six. Okay, that sucks because that's what I wrote down too. <laughs> so really? there's no debate there. I'm going week six too. Okay, week six. Yeah, we're going week six. I don't think it's a long time for Mitchie. I think it's basically, hey, let's see what Mitchie can do. Can he keep us afloat? And then you get Pickett in there. Can he baby hands Pickett? He goes in there and bam. Uh, while we're talking this division, does Lamar sign a contract before Friday? Yes. Well. Does he get two hundred million or more in guaranteed money? Yes, and um, that scares me. If I'm a GM, there's a lot of people who say Lamar's going to be the MVP this year. You've oh. never been huge on Lamar. You gave him credit I, I when he like had his Lamar. big season. I like Lamar. But, like I think he's a good player, but it's like, man, for a player with that style to for me to pay that much guaranteed money, I worry, especially him mm-hmm. being injured going into the playoffs last year. Like that's a concern for me. That's all. You know, I, I mean, Lamar yeah. is. Lamar is what this NFL is trending to, right? It's just yeah. being more in space and getting guy, you know, that's just the way it is. So like his game works, Kyler's game works, but I mean, him to a, a, an extent is just like waiting to be injured. Over the next five years, who would you rather have, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray? Lamar Jackson. I'm with you on that. Kyler Murray, all accounts sounds like a douche. <laughs> They're kind of like, like, they're just like baby this guy. Like, they're, they're like his parents. That's because he's the size of a baby. He's just a wee little baby. That's true. Like, I'm, I'm not counting on this little guy. Yeah. And, and by the way, he turtles every time we get to <laughs> the, our, you know, November. When mm-hmm. it's time to turn up and make the playoffs, they just lose every week. So, yeah, I'll give me Lamar. I just, again, they're both of them getting paid, but it's just risky to me. And I guess it's risk you have to take, but I'm glad it's not my money. This is one of the best divisions in the NFL, maybe the second best after the AFC West. How many wins does it take to win this division? The North? Yep. Sorry, because we were just talking about a different team. Yep. Um, 11. I think 11 wins. That's going to, I mean, these teams are going to beat up on each other, I think, a lot. And that's why a team like the Browns, where you ha- don't have a great quarterback necessarily, and a team like Steelers, where you're hoping that Mitchie can resurrect his career, they're going to struggle. And these teams are going to beat the hell out of each other. And, yeah, it's Ravens and Bengals for the title, in my opinion, in your opinion. You've got the Bengals. I've got the Ravens. Let's move on, though. 
Let's move on to the AFC South with the Colton, the Colts, Titans, Jags, and Texans. Who's winning this one? I'm going to take the Colts. As am I. I kind of like the Matt. I think Matt Ryan's a slight upgrade from Carson Wentz. I think they got a good thing going with Jonathan Taylor. I think they also had a good draft, mm-hmm. and that's a solid defense. And and so I think, again, I, I think Ryan Tannehill is a little bit overrated in my opinion <laughs> like i just don't think he's that good and we've talked about this if they're not they don't have the ability to run the ball and get big yardage on first and second down he becomes irrelevant when they can't work play action so um the division just it's kind of up for grabs and i think indianapolis has the best roster and i think matt ryan's a good uh good upgrade quarterback yeah this is indy's division to lose for sure and when it comes to the titans that's a tough team they played a lot of guys last year dealt with a lot of injuries but if they're not running the football, as you said, what are they really? And Matt, that's why they brought in a guy like Malik Willis. And I think this there's a chance the Jags could actually be the second-place team in this division. But I still have the Titans finishing in second. Te- I mean, the Texans are the clear worst team in this division. You got the Texans finishing last as well. Yep. I do expect Jacksonville to have a, a better year than people expect. And I think Trevor takes a step forward. And I think Doug Peterson's obviously clearly a better head coach than whatever the hell they got out of Urban Meyer last year. I mean, Trevor Lawrence walked into a shit storm. Mm-hmm. Like for Urban Meyer to be your coach, that's not what, that's not good. Not at all. Now, as far as, let's see who we got here. The Texans, Davis Mills is going to be their starting quarterback. We, I'm not that's not a great roster. He's fine. What do you expect out of Davis? I think he moves the ball. I, I Listen, he's... He's shown that he's been pretty solid. I think that that he'll have a decent year. I think this is kind of like a a year for him to solidify himself as a starter in the league, whether it's for Houston in the future or whether they go a different direction and try to draft, you know, a, 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 another rookie or mm. if they think he's the guy for the job. But I, I think he plays well. I do. I, I know Houston's not going to be great, but that that's a depleted roster in general. But I expect him to kind of show the league that he's the starter in the league. I'm with you on that. I think Davis Mills can be at least a serviceable serviceable backup going mm-hmm. forward in this league. He's showed last year on this piss-poor roster that he can be pretty solid. And with all the crap going around him with Deshaun still there. So, for me, it's almost like he's the Gardner Minshew of this team. And Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud will then become the Trevor Lawrence going into next year. And we'll see what they do with Davis Mills going forward. Because I think they're going to have a one or two pick in the draft, and I think they would have to then pick one of the quarterbacks. Now let's move on to the AFC West, which is probably the best division. Maybe, I don't even know if there's a division comparable in recent history that I can think of off the top of my head that's been this loaded. Any one of these teams could finish in first. That's how good it is, and you wouldn't be shocked if they did. Now who do you have finishing first in this division? The Chargers. As do I. Which... Everyone else is going to think we're crazy because everyone else is like, oh, it's the Chiefs division to lose. But for me, the Chargers, bringing in Khalil Mack to add to Joey Bosa, the two guys who have more quarterback pressures than anyone not named Aaron Donald in the NFL, and you put those guys on across from each other, you're going to make opposing offenses chip with their wide receivers, with their tight ends, with their running backs constantly. Wearing dudes. And you're going to have to have offenses constantly thinking about how are we going to chip on both sides what are we going to do? We're going to have to show them different looks constantly where you are now making the offense change their game plan to suit you almost really 
And then you got Derwin James in the back. They signed J.C. Jackson, who won't play this week. But this is a loaded team dealing with a great quarterback on a rookie contract. And Justin Herbert, it's time now. It's time is now exactly what to do. So who, if not the Chargers, who finishes first? Since we both won Chargers. This might surprise you. I'll say the Raiders. Okay. I like that. I had the Chiefs if that happened. Who's the cellar dweller in this division? I think it's Denver. Same. <laughs> and I trust me, I think that they're gonna they're gonna be fun and exciting. I think the offense will be able to move the football. I just don't think that offensive line is good enough to to be that elite of a team. Mm-hmm. Um and so again, I this in Denver could easily win the division too. I might look like a jackass. But that's why this is a great division. But you want to talk about a division that's gonna beat the shit out of each other. That's probably this division. Yep. I could see this the, every team splitting the two. Yeah, you know what this I mean. Be, like, I mean, this could be a nine and eight wins you the division, and yet you're, and you're the best maybe the best team going into. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right now, if I look at my thing, I have the Chargers as the number one seed in the AFC. As do I was to pick because yeah. this is the Herbert hive. I mean, we've been on Justin Herbert for since the life of this show. We've been. T- <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, this, Justin Herbert's our guy now. We were Hopefully, so wrong. I'm about like, him. I feel like what we're doing right now is like penance, and we're making up for like <laughs> so things much. said. We're, we're we're basically saying that they're so the greatest bad. team that's ever played. But you look at that team. I mean, you got Austin Eckler. They drafted Isaiah Spiller, who's not even no one's talking about him yet. But that's a guy who can be a third three down back in the league. They signed Sony Michelle. You've got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Jalen Guyton, and then no one's talking about Josh or Josh Palmer, who's a guy who could easily go off and looks like he's one of Herbert's favorite players in practice in the preseason. I mean, this kid shows what he can do. They're loaded everywhere. This is a really good roster. The thing is, is their head coach and Brandon Staley not going to lose them games like he did last year. I understand being aggressive, but I think Brandon Staley cost him at least two games last year being overly aggressive. Well, it's analytics, bro. You hating on analytics, guys? <laughs> He Not just trust the, the analytics, analytics guys. No, I you're right. Listen, numbers. but the analytics say if you fuck up so many times one season, that the next season, that you everything goes your way. Oh, it that's balances the, out. I see. That's what the that, yeah, that's what the analytics say, Jeremy. I don't know what to tell you. Dude. I mean, I think that's what we've been hoping in Cleveland and Detroit for 50 years is that the analytics would balance out in our favor. And yeah, we've had 35 bad years, so 35 good years starting right now. I can't wait till we go on our dynasty runs against each other, where it's just <laughs> Cleveland-Detroit Super Bowls for 30 straight goddamn years. Oh, it's going to be great. But, I mean, those are the division in the AFC. We both have the Chargers, the number one seed. Who you got as number two? So, it, so I'll take Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. Okay. As far as uh, playoff seeds, who do you think is the number two seed if you got the Chargers as your number one seed in the AFC? Oh, oh, in the entire playoffs. Yeah, let's go that way. Um, Buffalo. Same. And then I got Colts at third, Ravens four is the way mine would go. I think Colts could easily finish with the best record because they're playing against the worst division. Yeah, and I'll say uh, it'll essentially for me it would be Chargers at one, Bills at two. Um, Cincinnati at three, Colts at four. Okay. And then I got as my uh, wild card teams, I'm going to go Bengals, Chiefs, and Dolphins. So yeah. I got, let's see, I got the Raiders and Broncos missing out in the playoffs, Brown and Steelers, and Jets and Patriots basically missing out in the playoffs. 
But. Yeah, so I'll take uh so for me it would be the Raiders and the Ravens. I think three teams from the AFC West could possibly squeeze in if they don't beat up on each other too bad. That's the and thing. And they win their so, out of conference or out of uh division games. Cuz really I would like to to take Kansas City over one of those last couple mm-hmm. teams, right? But you're just like it's hard to say you could pick three from the same division just because you know there's going to be some sort of chaos there. So I don't know. Yeah, basically we're looking at these teams winning every single one of their out of division games. But with 17 like, games, though, it's still so weird, man. It you is. Know, the team's going that, 11 and six. That added game though is beneficial to divisions like that because mm-hmm. they get one extra game to to beat up on a you know non divisional opponent. 100. percent well, let's move on to the NFC. Let's go in the NFC East. Who's your first place team in the NFC East? Dallas. The Cowboys. How about yeah. them Cowboys? I got the Eagles. I think it's going to be a battle between them and the Cowboys going in. Who you got finishing last place in this division? I'll take the Giants. Yeah, Giants are worst team, and they should start Tyrod Taylor rather yeah. than Danny Dimes. And I like the Eagles, too. Like, I do. Um, I think it's definitely between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and I kind of think that the Commanders could be okay, but I think this division kind of is, eh. Yeah, this division they're going to be. This division's kind of been eh for like the last six years. years. (laughs) The Commanders are a team that we've expected so much out of on defense. Last year they did nothing, and now we're looking at uh, Chase Young, who re-injured his ACL at a Von Miller camp. This year? and Yes. And he's going to miss possibly the first four, maybe more. So he what? tweaked it. I don't know the extent of it. I haven't got all into that. But at Von Miller's pass rushing camp, he was probably not supposed to push himself as hard as he did. And he's going to be out for a little bit. So that team, their defense loaded. You look at them on offense. They've got Antonio or Antonio Gibson. You've got Curtis Samuel. You've got Scary Terry. Logan Thomas, who came on pretty well as a tight end. I mean, a piece, maybe not a great tight end, but a serviceable, solid player. And now you've got Carson Wentz back there. Are you expecting Carson to ever get back to some resemblance of the guy who was nearly an MVP in Philly? Or is this the Carson Wentz that we saw last year, the best Carson Wentz we're going to get? It it might be, just because this is is a worse situation, right? He's being thrown into a worse situation. Like, listen, I love Terry McLaurin. I took him super early yesterday, or Monday rather, in my draft, because uh, I think that he can. He's like the he's like the new Hopkins. Like to really, no matter who's playing quarterback, he's mm-hmm. going to get his, which is pretty incredible because it's it, some of these guys are so terrible. Um, but I, yeah, to me, I, I just don't see it. I think his his, his confidence is kind of crushed too. Right, like he's he's makes terrible turnovers, but he's he's kind of afraid to push the ball down the field, as you saw with his turnover numbers last year. We talk about how many boneheaded plays he made, but his turnover number isn't like astounding. It's just he was extremely conservative with the ball. Uh, so for me, he I think they're going to be okay. I think they can win six games, seven games, maybe at most. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't expect Carson wants to be much. Cowboys win a playoff game this year? No. With you on that, let's move on to the NFC North, a division Drew holds very dear to his heart, as you can tell by the beautiful old English D on his uh, best logo in sports on his uh, sweatshirt there. And 
your Detroit guy, Detroit Dave Seven, your Twitter handle. The Lions sure. win in this division? No. No. I don't think that. I, I I think the Lions potentially could win this division. Okay. This year? Um, yeah, this year. Okay. I don't I don't think they will. I'm going to pick the Packers. But to act like losing Devontae Adams and and all the, the things the Packers have going on, to, to think that they're the, some runaway favorite in the division just because mm-hmm. the Lions have been the Lions forever. And, like, they're, they're a vulnerable team, in my opinion. And so, trust me, I know it's crazy to think the Lions can win a division. I would never pick that um, because that sounds ridiculous. Um, but I do think that they'll finish second in the division. I also have them finishing second. I have the Packers winning the division. Kind of taking the spice out of the show here by agreeing so much. We'll have our we'll have our big one here where we disagree. And then usually it ends up in the NFC West is where we have a pretty good disagreement. Last year it was the Cardinals who I was way wrong about, and then they collapsed down the stretch. I was like, so, so smart for like twelve weeks, dude. Yeah, phenomenal for twelve weeks, and yeah. then they're like come back to earth. But they were still a better team than I ever gave them credit for. But yeah, this division I think it's really up in the air outside of the Packers. I think the Packers win it. Maybe they're not the thirteen and three or fourteen and three Packers that we've seen the past couple of years. Because yeah, losing Devontae is a big deal. You're getting Robert Tanyan back, who showed he could catch touchdowns, but this dude. Hasn't been that guy for two years. Yeah. Basically, you're going to run A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones together and hope that they can take some of that pressure off of Aaron Rodgers, who he's not getting any younger. You're losing weapons. You're basically going out there with Sammy Watkins, who has never been a guy that we've expected him to be coming out and, you know. I thought he was going to be so pick. Yeah. Randall Cobb, who obviously. It's 100 million years. Like, like Randall Cobb, he's not 100 million, but like Randall Cobb is aged randall cobb like, can run a four yard like quick curl and hit yep. it for like a, a, a first down but like i don't know how serviceable that situation is like what are we doing is this guy your number two going in then you got the you got the rookies christian watson romeo dubes and then it comes down to alan lazard is probably your top receiver right now the number one, oh I, I don't think it's a, a question and lazard is a guy who's six five big body he's been there for a while but what are you getting out of Alan Lazard as your number one? Because when there's no Devontae Adams or Marquez Valdez-Scantling across from him, you're getting the defense as number one now, too. Can he put up decent numbers, at least? Is he going to be a guy who goes over 1,000 yards, maybe gets 10 scores? Or is he going to struggle? It's tough to rely on, like, the rookies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. Like, that. that's a lot of pressure being put on the receivers. Um, and again... What the fuck is Green Bay doing? Why will they never give Aaron Rodgers anything? Like I know Devontae has left. Go get somebody. Yeah. I feel like that he they've never gone out and, and, and got him weapons everywhere. And it's the reason they haven't won another Super Bowl. It's like Amari Cooper was available for a fifth round pick. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Amari Cooper is a, a stud. I'll tell he you, is. That. it's done. And he's gonna struggle this year because he's got no one playing across from him. He's got Alan Lazard issues, just like mm-hmm. that except Amari Cooper's far better than Lazard has ever been. But the Packers, how many games do they win to get into the playoffs and in this division? 11. 11? That sounds about right. I got them between 10 and 12, so 11 would work. And other teams in this division, the Vikings. Vikings, that's new Kevin O'Connell going in. What's this team going to be? Are they going to... Still air the ball out like they've been. Is Kirk going to put up numbers? KJ Osborne going to step up? Are we going to see someone outside of Thielen and Jefferson and Cook 
start doing something in that offense. Just so everybody knows, I made a real drunk um, case for KJ Osborne at the fantasy football draft on Sunday. Uh, really was fighting strongly for KJ Osborne. With that being said, um, I think they're a they're a decent team. Minnesota has been able to move the ball. Um, I mean, Justin Jefferson is a top Stuck. three wide out in the league. Um, and so they have weapons. I mean, Dalvin cook has been dinged up in the past. I think that, that they're a solid team. I think that they can win eight games, nine games, but I think this, I do think they will be my, my prediction for them will be seven wins. That's where seven. I'm going. I got, you know, seven to eight wins for the next two teams in this division. I think, the Lions and Vikings are going to flip-flop second and third, probably between seven and eight wins. And then the Bears are clearly the yes inferior team in this Five division. Wins. That roster is so bad that they Five. picked up seven guys off waivers just off the scrap heap. It's never it's and, never great when like you're uh, literally down to the 53 and you're no, just scrambling to go across. <laughs> and when a team like the Raiders drops a first-round pick and their left tackle is not good, and they're like, we're dropping our first round pick. And you're like, yeah, we'll grab him. We want him. And Alex Leatherwood, if you're going to put him out there and you're going to start him, Justin Fields is going to be running for his life. Does Justin Fields take a step forward at least now that he's out yeah, under Matt he'll, Nagy? He'll take a step forward because I'll use him a little bit better. But again, I, it's not going to be a monumental step. It's not going to be a step that's going to all of a sudden win them eight, 10 games. Mm-hmm. I think they can win five or six games. I think five or six is high for them. I got him three or four. But. They're, this is an easy division for the Packers, really, because you got teams who are learning to win or learning to work together. The Vikings are, you know, their closest competition as far as proven. For the Lions, it's a team that I think they're building something. They're building a culture there. And I think the Lions will be significantly better than they were last year. And they only won, they won three games last year. And I they think were the in, Lions can win eight games. They were in every game last year. It's really going to be, are they going to take that step forward and stop kicking themselves in the nuts? I agree. Now let's move on to the or NFC South where I got the Buccaneers finishing stop. first in this division. Stop kicking me in the nuts, Lions. You're kicking <laughs> me in the nuts. Even um, the first preseason game of the year, they had to lose in a heartbreaking fashion. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, oh, I can't take that's just the shit you get from our awful teams. Yeah, uh, I'm with I got you, the dude. Buccaneers finishing first. I can't but really I think, make an argument for any of the other teams. I mean, you could talk to me about New Orleans, but like, man, are we, are we trusting the quarterback situation? I mean, Jameis was five and two when he was a starter, but that was with Sean Payton. This team is a wild card because that defense, we know the defense is solid and their coordinator took over as the head coach, but what's the offense going to do? And for the Buccaneers, Tom Brady come back 45 years old, Comes back after, you know, being gone for 11 days. Looks like a totally leave different person. Leave the man alone. Why can't everybody leave the game guy alone after I mean, the 11? Tom Brady's is seven Super Bowl rings. If he wants yeah. to take 11 days, he can go take a He shouldn't even days. show up for preseason or yeah. training camp. I'm with yeah. you, but. I'll see you on week one. Are we expecting Tom Brady to be the Tom Brady we saw last year? Or does he finally, finally take a not step backwards? It. Not doing it. I'm not doing no. it. You're not going to um, talk me into doing that. Not going to do it. You're saying that a 45 year old quarterback, yes, is going. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Tom Brady, <laughs> not just a 45 year old. Tom Brady had a 45 year old quarterback. Tom it's. Brady. I'm not going to. I said like five years ago that he's like, I'm. This is the year. And then like, I'm not going to do that ever again. When 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 he has a shitty year, then let me look like the ass that I said he was going to have a good year. It's not going to be the other way around. 
Bravo to you for just manning up and giving that answer. Because there are talking heads out there like the jackasses we see on Fox Sports and ESPN who are just want to get their name out there or get viral by saying Brady's going to fall down or Brady's struggling because something him and Giselle, whatever's going on in that man's life, once he gets that chin strap buckled and gets on that playing field, that guy's 100% football. And you know, I can't say anything about Brady. And trust me, I would love to. But dude is the GOAT, and until he proves otherwise, he will remain so. Now, the team in this division, I know we were just talking first and last. I think we both can agree the Falcons are the worst team in this division. I could give you my second in the division. Who you got? Carolina. Yeah, Carolina and New Orleans, I think, could be vice versa. But for me, it's Falcons and last. Baker, all day, Baker. Baker has a chance. He's going to be good. He's going to be just fine. He has a chance to be very good because most people don't even remember how good this defense was for Carolina Christian last McCaffrey year. McCaffrey to Baker is going to be so elite. Because uh, I think, I, again, I'm still one that holds the, the the judgment that the Browns were dicked over Baker. And so mm-hmm. because of that, it, Baker, I'm going to root for Baker. Listen, I'm going to root for Baker too, but I think Baker, his biggest issue, and we can go back and forth on this all day, and we have for a lot of the offseason – when we did talk about it, is that Baker's still his own worst enemy and the fact that he didn't improve what he needed to improve coming in, which was he still searches for the big play when the clear play is there and costs his team in that manner. I get that, but would you rather have Baker Mayfield for 10 games or Jacoby Brissett? Oh, I'd rather have Baker Mayfield, and that's that wasn't Brown, an option. I, it, maybe it was. I don't think it was ever an option because you. It, I, I, don't think it would, an option. I don't think it would have been right for the Browns to do it to Baker and Baker, if he goes out there and he balls out for 10 games, you are completely screwing yourself as a franchise and everyone can say, Oh, they could have kept Baker. But if Baker goes out there and he's got 30 touchdowns and two picks through 10 games, and then this guy you pay 230 million to guaranteed comes back. You just, you just run the, you just run the Jim Harbaugh two quarterback system. You just run the two quarterback. (laughs) And, and you say one week is is Deshaun's week. And by the way, I'm just bullshitting this entire scenario uh, just to piss you off. But uh, we, can, we can move on. I do think Carolina, I think that the Falcons will finish last. I do think that um, Marcus Mariota will eventually get injured. I know that's kind of fucked up. But I actually do think the Falcons could be okay. I think there's weapons. I mean, Kyle Pitts is going to have a big year. And I we've because seen over time, Marcus Mariota loves tight ends. So He does. I mean, how many games does Mariota really start? Are we expecting him to be the full-time guy, or does he get hurt game two, and then they're just like Desmond Ritter time? I mean, if he's healthy, if he's healthy for the full season, Mark Mariota will play every game. Okay. But I I think, again, week I'll say week eight in Atlanta. Sounds I don't right. think that one's as quick. Because well, no, I mean, you're like pulling a dude in Marks Mariota saying he's not playing well, but your roster kind of sucks. They do. So it's like you're kind of, I don't know. And it's also not a first-round pick. You're looking at a guy who's a third-rounder, basically. Right. And it does hurt. not good. He's, a, he's not that good. He's, I mean, it's interesting to see what Ritter's actually going to be because, you know, he's mediocre as hell. I mean, why not? I can't Bo argue Nicks, that. He'll become Bo Nix in the NFL. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that bad. <laughs> Bo, we got to leave Bo Picks alone. That man's got a family. No, but uh, well, his family left. They they, they, just, they disowned it. Uh, I mean, too many picks. 
staying in this division with the Panthers, I'm with you that they could be the surprise team because that defense was a number two overall defense for a lot of last year. And basically, if you get a healthy Christian McCaffrey, for all the people hating on McCaffrey saying he's injury prone, this dude played like three straight seasons without an injury. And then the last two years, he's had nagging injuries. By the way, every single person in the entire league knows Christian McCaffrey's getting the ball and they cannot stop Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. When Christian McCaffrey plays, he dominates every time he plays. So it's like, yeah, he's been nicked up two years in a row, but like a healthy Christian McCaffrey is still the most dynamic player in the league. 100%. Because he's as good a receiver as he is a running back, and he's a top of the league running back. Yep. He's just an absolute sick player. And that's why all the people passing up on him on fantasy because, oh, he might get hurt. Not me. You, you we can't believe do that. We believe in yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Why not? Dude's a stud. Let's move into the NFC West where. Good division. Kind of interesting division. I think it's a Rams division to lose. Who you got leading it? Rams. Who you got finishing last? Seattle. Seattle. It's basically Seattle is the only guarantee in this division. They chose Unless, to roll with Geno. How bad is Drew Locke? But Drew Locke was un like he got COVID and then he just Drew Locke himself out whatever, of the starting dude. job. And, Listen, they're okay. See, th- th- somebody was trying to make this argument to me the other night. Geno Smith's been in the league like eight years. Okay, I don't care if the man caught the play. If he can play week one with, like, you play Drew Locke. Like, Drew Locke must be that terrible. You don't lose a job to Geno Smith. And the fact that they didn't go get Jimmy Garoppolo for, like, a fifth rounder at the time just makes no sense at all to me. It just tells you they were, they're they're tanking. Tells you Pete Carroll's going and he's going to retire after the year. My opinion, Mm -hmm. hot take, Pete Carroll gone. I'm with you. Why not? I mean, he people don't realize he is the oldest coach in the league. Mm-hmm. He's a young-looking 102, but he's old as shit. But, yeah, this team, I mean, you got Rashad Penny back there who struggled with injuries, and you're basically putting him back there with a terrible offensive line. He's going to see 11 guys in the box most times. You've still got DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett, but Geno Smith – We've expected him to do something forever. Remember when this guy and Tavon Austin were supposed to be the dynamic guys coming out? I mean, that West Virginia team was putting up 70 points. (laughs) That's that's all? You're just giving us a tease? Yeah, yeah. We we can't go too much further. (laughs) Country (laughs) man. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Um, Yeah, this is the Rams. I mean, it's the Rams division. Everything that that, – remember Kevin White? Yeah. Kevin he was White? On, wasn't he on that team? I, he might have been. Well, he's, he's been, yeah, I think he was. I think him he, and him and Josh Gordon still playing their rookie years in the NFL. Yeah, it's like, off the field so much. It's like, man, I thought Kevin White was going to be so good. I like, listen, West Virginia's had some fun ones. Um, yeah. Just well, we'll so have a good sad. West Virginia. <laughs> How did we get on? How did we get on the 2013 West Virginia? Yeah, I, but uh, yeah, the Rams division to lose. They are the Super Bowl champions. It is going to yeah. be interesting, though. Do we trust their full roster? Like they've got a lot of really good pieces, especially on the offense side of the ball. But you're going in where you've got you just lost Andrew Whitworth, and you got Joseph Noteboom, who he's not proven. He's got 47 sna- or 87 snaps at left tackle. This guy goes game one against Von Miller. I mean, are we trusting this offensive line to keep staff upright? Or is it just we trust nine, dude? We trust so many weapons that he's going to get the ball out quick and you're not going to worry about it. 
Yep. And you know what's going to come tomorrow night? The Allen Robinson train. Choo-choo. Allen Robinson finally getting a quarterback. Allen Robinson's like, dude, I finally have a quarterback. It's going to be big. I mean, Matt Stafford's going to be a big year. I think, yeah, losing Whitworth's huge. And you know how important the left tackle position is. But if it's that big of a deal, they'll go out and acquire somebody with all the picks that they've accumulated over Fuck them picks. <laughs> but, I mean, look at the defense. And they did bring back uh, the kid they got from the Browns that'll pop in my head in a little bit here. But the defense, you've got a guy who was a rookie last year and Edward Jones playing next to Bobby Wagner, who they brought in. Bobby Wagner, great piece. You got Aaron Donald, you got Leonard Floyd, you got Jalen Ramsey, but Jalen Ramsey playing that star position, is that defense going to be good enough to get him back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't – they're going to give a lot of yardage, but I think they'll be opportunistic. I think they got a lot of guys that go – see, like that's it's kind of the Jalen Ramsey MO, right? They, mm-hmm. They're going to give up yardage, but they're going to try to turn the ball over. I think they have enough. Um, it, listen, Trey Lance, year one. No, I know it's not year one, so don't kill me because of that. It's year one. It's year one starting. You're yeah, right. year one. Him getting the pigskin. Um, he could have. He could really be the breakout player of the year, right? But San Francisco is going to go as he goes. Uh, and I think also at this point, you can't rip him out for J- Jimmy Garoppolo just because he's playing bad. No, you have but to that's play the thing. Now. That's the interesting thing with them keeping Jimmy G there, like. You've got a lot of veteran players. If they start out 0-5 and, and Trey Lance looks terrible, and these vets come up and they're like, we can win football games. Give us Jimmy. Yeah. It's tough because they can't pull the plug, dude. Like you they they're they have to be committed at this point to Trey Lance. Because but it's like it? you, you have to figure out what he is. And if he sucks, you move on. But Jimmy Garoppolo is also not the long term answer. No, nope, I'm hundred percent with you. And you gave up a lot of picks to get him. And yeah. this your guy. And who's really the last quarterback to struggle under Kyle Shanahan? Oh, he Trey Lance is going to be just fine, I think. Kyle Shanahan's a genius. He is. Can't argue um, that. And then Arizona, like, again, Arizona's not going to get off to the start they got off last year. And for me, I want to see them prove it down the stretch, and they just haven't. And the corner so for me, it's of, for sure the Rams division will lose. Yeah. The corner I was thinking of Troy Hill, who the Browns acquired from la and then they trade him back to la i think that's a big pickup for them honestly because he's bro, you can actually take him back <laughs> he's a solid nickel corner <laughs> you don't need him anymore appreciate you sending him out there yeah we got a uh, mj emerson now but and it was also ernest jones i said edward jones because i was thinking rams playing in the edward jones dome back when they were in st louis who got robbed of a football team let's yeah, be honest this is a good city now, before we get out of this division, the Cardinals, you brought them up. They're going to be the team that's going to be on hard knocks in season, which I didn't watch any of that last year, and I wish I would have. Or I watched a little bit when it was the Colts. But the crazy thing for me is you go from the Lions, who anybody who's watched hard knocks and the people running the Lions, you've seen them. You've seen, I mean, that's just a team you want to root for, guys you want to root for. Dan Campbell is a guy that you can't, feel anything except for like you want to play for that guy or be a part of it. he's just mans up the way he does everything you love the way that team's run and now you're going to look at the arizona cardinals left by cliff kingsbury dysfunction comes off as a pompous douche for the most part and yeah i'm just not going to feel the same with hard knocks no i told you i think hard knocks was before the season i said i think hard knocks is going to make people 
kind of root for the Lions because Dan Campbell is like just a dude, like right. He he doesn't try to sugarcoat it. He's not like trying to no. be somebody he's not, and that's the Lions are fun. Be but fun he here. also he's just straight up, and yeah, you can see that he cares. Yep. And your GM can't pop. I lost Brad Holmes. Again. Brad Holmes, same thing. Just two dudes who are trying to build something. They seem like straight up good dudes who obviously they care about their football team, but they also care about the players as people. They're and like two for, bros that are playing like a real life simulation of Madden. It and is. And like, let's go. You know, that is exactly why I'm rooting for them. <laughs> yes. Let's I mean, go. obviously, I you like know, it. like you're my boy and you're a Lions fan. So I'm going to want the best for them. So you're in a better mood. Like we, obviously, we know our teams suck. I feel like we both have to root for each other's teams because yeah. like I have no animosity towards the Browns. It's it's you you're one person I can relate to because you haven't seen anything but misery. But you got your first playoff win. It's time for me to get mine. Yeah, and I think it's coming because anybody who's watched Hard Knocks knows they're building something there, and they're just a few pieces away. And they may not win six games this year. It could go that way, but that is a team that you know is actually building a culture, and guys buying in, and players like Jamal Williams and some of these rookies they brought in who are just buying in and believing in the squad going to be interesting and then you're getting replaced by the kyler murray story nuke hopkins coming off uh suspension for peds and nuke hopkins as we bring him up you know with the cardinals that's the thing like he struggled last year had knee injury didn't really get a hundred yard game does nuke come back as a guy who is going to tear up the league again or are we on the twilight of nuke hopkins career i think he still has that dog okay. in him um and, and for six weeks, he's going to be making sure his ass is ready to roll. So I expect him to to come back and and, and be play really well. Again, he was probably the most underrated wide receiver in the league for the last five years and probably the best wide receiver in the league. 100%. So, so I, I mean, I expect him to come back and play, and play good. And Kyler Murray just also has to be better getting the ball. And does James Conner have that – crazier like he did last year does he come back to earth he comes back to earth james Conner looked really really good last year he looked really quick he looked way faster than he did when he played for pittsburgh yep and he always found the end zone always found the end zone yep. so there's our division previews let's get into uh who you got in the afc title game the afc the bills and the chargers and who do you have winning that game the bills i've got the chargers winning that game i've got the same exact group NFC title game, who you got? This one's tough, mm-hmm. right? This one's tough. So I'm going to take the Rams again. Okay. And then I'll take the Buccaneers. I, for some crazy reason, I wrote Cowboys at Rams for the NFC title. I took the Rams. So I've got an all-LA Super Bowl Rams at Chargers. You got the Rams Bills? Yes. Or you got okay. Rams Bills. And who wins the game? Nobody circles the wagons like them. Okay, I'd love to see that. It'd be nice to see Buffalo finally get over the hump. You think the Rams go Oh, go I got ahead. The Chargers. I got the Chargers winning it all. And China expect my uh Justin Herbert order very soon. Because Big Daddy's down below 300 pounds finally and can almost squeeze into one of your Chinese football jerseys. <laughs> So there we go. All right, let's get into uh, – so we got our 
winners. We're both taking an AFC team winning, and we both got the Rams coming out of the NFC. Who's your MVP? Josh Allen. Justin Herbert. Basically, our guys who are winning the game. I mean, I consider taking staff, actually. I thought about taking Aaron Rodgers again, because if that team can get back to the playoffs, win 11, 12 games, how can you not give it to him, considering what he's got to throw to, really? But I went with Justin Herbert. All right, who's your offensive rookie of the year? This one's tough. I will say... Chris Olave. I also have Chris Olave written down. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I, I mean, I've got the Saints as maybe a five seed in the NFC, and I don't believe in Michael Thomas anymore. It's I think you're seeing the best it, of Michael it, Thomas. Well, you, I, I have to write. I have to see something, right? But I think Chris Olave is that dude, and I think he can be. And a lot of people getting Kenny Pickett, and I see it. I mean, if he starts, but I don't think he's playing till. I mean, we said, what, week six? Both yeah, of us kind of agreed on. week eight as well. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's playing, you know, early to mid-season after the first month, is he going to be good enough to get that? He possibly could because of the position he plays. But I also don't think Kenny Pickett is that dude. And we've been wrong well, it's before. weird this I've year with, like, no, lot. like, great quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird year as far as offensive rookie. Yeah, I think it's really going to come down to basically – you know, maybe a Sky Moore can have a huge season. Everyone talks about George Pickens being a stud, but George Pickens, let's What's think who's throwing him the football. Yeah, exactly. And you got the Jets twins with Brees Hall possibly and, you know, Garrett Wilson. They could pull it off. It could also be somebody we're not expecting. We'll see, but I like Chris Olave. Who's your defensive rookie of the year? Aiden Hutchinson. I like that pick. I want Sauce Gardner. Because I think a lot of people are going to test him early. I think he's going to get the picks, and I think that's a big thing for people as far as that. Uh, defensive player of the year, I'm just sticking with Aaron Donald because there's nobody better in football. Yep. And until someone proves it, Miles Garrett, I'm talking to you. Step up. I agree. Then with it's that. Aaron Donald. Yep. Now, coach of the year, who you got for your coach of the year? Brandon Staley. I got Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Brandon Staley would make sense considering I got the Chargers being the number one seed and winning the Super Bowl. But I think Dan Campbell can push that team with way less talent than what the Chargers have. I feel like if Dan Campbell wins eight or nine games, then it's a decent case to make. Yeah. Plus, he's building on an empty cupboard of what they had and culture wise. Patricia, you scumbag. Bob Quinn, I I hope you don't sleep well at night. I mean, especially hope given. You got, what hope they you had. got bed bugs and shit. <laughs> Cincinnati, uh, possibly the number one town for bed bugs, per uh, something I saw on Twitter today, by the way. So, if you're on Tinder and you're swiping girls on uh, Cincinnati, stay out of their beds. But yeah, I mean, that's basically our preview here. You ready to uh, pick some games? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's get into our games here. This is weird. It's eight thirty. We're an hour into the show. I like this seven thirty start. Kind of digging it. Are we just going to do rapid fire? Let's just do rapid yeah, you fire. You know what? We've Let's already talked enough about them. We have. Let me pull out the games. Let me make sure I got time to write them down. So uh, last week, I went 2-1. and one. As usual, I'm jumping out to the early lead, which, don't worry, by week 13, I'll blow a 30-game lead to Drew. So let's go. The game of the week is our first game, and this is going to be a fun one. This is Buffalo traveling to SoFi. 
where they face the defending Super Bowl champions. Who's winning? Give me the Bills. You got the Bills. I want to take the Bills in this, but just for argument's sake, give me the Rams. It's going to be a fun game. Let's see what Joseph Noteboom does against Von Miller. And the fact that there's – dude, Buffalo outside, they're going to struggle, but they got to get a four-man rush. If they get a four-man rush on staff, Buffalo destroys this game. New Orleans Saints at Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Saints. Saints, same here. This could be a fun game. They're all going to be fun games. And remember this Sunday, this is the first game we got on Sunday. We're going to hit to, or get to here as I slur through that because I'm mm-hmm. so excited about it. Seven hours of commercial-free football. Oh, man. Nine. Nine one o'clock games, dude. Nine one o'clock games coming up next on the docket. Cleveland Browns travel to Carolina to face Baker Unleashed. Who you got? Uh, Carolina. Think this is going to be a close game, or you think Carolina blows them up? Uh, ten to ten to thirteen point game. Wow. I think there's going to be ten to thirteen points scored in this one. I think it's going to be a tight one, and I'm going to take the Browns on a Cade York field goal and the fact that Carolina's really got no kicker. So Baker apparently goes places where there are no kickers. San Francisco 49ers traveling to Soldier Field to face the Chicago Bears. Who you got? The Niners. Niners as well. But I would love to see Justin Field step up and have a really good football game here. And we'll see if that actually happens. Pittsburgh traveling to Cincinnati to face the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Weird to say. Who you got? Cincinnati. You're not taking Mitchie in the upset? I'm not. Sorry, Mitchie. Does Mitchie throw for 200 yards? Yes. Okay. So all of you, there's a free wards wager on Drew right there. Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Ford Field to face the Detroit Lions and all of their grit. Who wins this one? Philadelphia. I am also going to take the Eagles, even though we both talked up the Lions a lot. Philadelphia, I think they're a really good football team, and... Give us a few games before Detroit really gets the feeling. Jalen Hurts is a good. problem. He is. It's hard, to, it's hard to play defend Jalen Hurts. Props to him for becoming the quarterback he has because I did not see him being a starter in this league. I thought he could be a guy who could play in the league, but he's been a very good, way better than average quarterback in the league so far. Uh, Indianapolis Colts traveling to Energy Stadium in Houston to face Davis Mills and the Houston Texans, led by Lovey Smith, which is, what the fuck year is this? That job. I'll take the Colts Crazy. in that one. <laughs> Give me the Colts in this one. And if there's going to be an upset, I think this could be it. Because the Colts love to lose games they should win. New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, and all 200 and some wins of his coaching career, traveling to Hard Rock Stadium in South Beach, taking their talents to South Beach. To face Mike McDaniel and his zero career coaching wins. Who wins this one? I'll take the Dolphins. I want to take the Dolphins as well. And I think I'm going to take the Dolphins. But <laughs> this game, we're going to get to see exactly what the hell. What you doing, Billy? We're going to get yeah. to see what Billy's doing. Exactly. I mean, Matt Jones had a pretty damn good rookie year. You know, he 22 did. touchdowns, 13 picks. 3,800 yards, and they're like, you know what? Next year, you're on your own, pal. Yeah, Baltimore, Ravens. Better. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens traveling to MetLife to face their former Super Bowl winning quarterback and Joe Flacco. Baltimore. Baltimore. Give us the Ratbirds in this one. Are you expecting this one to be close, or you think no. the Ratbirds just blow them out? Halftime, it's over. I mean, Robert Sala, 
Does he make it to 2023 as the head coach? Yes, because okay. you got to give the man three years. You would think, but the NFL, they're a weird yeah. place. I agree with that. And I think uh, Joe Douglas has done an excellent job drafting there. So I think they are building on something. It all depends on Zach Wilson coming back week four. Jacksonville Jaguars traveled to the Commanders there at FedEx Field in hopes that uh, Daniel Snyder will give them some of the ticket money, uh, which no one talks about. Funny how that all went away. But, uh, yeah, Jacksonville at Washington. Who you got? You mean Jacksonville. The Jags ruined the Commanders, the Commies. Get destroyed. The good old commies. Carson Wentz throws, uh, let's say, over under two picks. Under. Under. Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Arizona for, our, I believe this is our first 425 game. Let me double check. Yep. Our first 425 game here. Uh, they're traveling to State Farm Stadium to face the Arizona Cardinals, led by Cliff Kingsbury and the previously mentioned Kyler and James Conner. Who you got, Chiefs or Cards? Give me Arizona. Give you Arizona, and I will take Kansas City. And I think this could be a fun game. And I want to see exactly what the Chiefs are going to be. What is Marquez Valdez-Scanling? What is Sky Moore, Juju? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ever going to be the guy we thought he was after like two games? No. We'll find out. He's not. <laughs> a super fun game for the 4 o'clock slate. The Raiders traveling to so or to SoFi, so we got two SoFi games this week, to face the Chargers. I will take the Chargers. I will also take the Chargers, but I think this is going to be oh, it's a great a, game. A fun game. And Josh McDaniels, Brandon Staley, two dudes from Northeast Ohio battling it out. Two guys from East Ohio. John, John Carroll backgrounds. Crazy wow. to think. Two dudes from John Carroll in the NFL. All right, next up, we go to the NFC North, the Norris Division, where the Green Bay Packers travel to U.S. Bank Stadium to face the Minnesota Vikings. Who you got? Give me Minnesota. Taking Minnesota to put the Packers 0-1. Yep. I'm going to take the Packers. I think this could be a tighter game than most expect, 20-17. But Kevin O'Connell, first coaching game. We'll see how he does. And what are we getting out of Kirk this year? And, hey, Delvin, are you ever going to face any suspension for the fact that you had a domestic violence issue at your house at one point? Did you forget about that one, too? He's good. But but supposedly he also got beat up in that thing by the woman, so who the hell knows? And here is an interesting game. New York Giants at Tennessee at Nissan Stadium. Danny Dimes, led by uh, Brian Dayball. Giants got a chance to win this one, or is this going to be a blowout? I think I don't think it's going to be a blow, but I don't think they have a chance to win it either. I think yeah, the Titans win by 10. I was thinking 2010. I like the way you think. Moving on to our next game, we are going to the Sunday night game. Tampa Bay traveling to Dallas. I believe last year they opened up against each other. Tommy threw for four touchdowns. Antonio Brown had 120 receiving yards, and it was a 31-29. Super fun game when Dak came back from his injury to play. His first regular season game. Who you got? Tampa I'll, or Dallas? I'll take Dallas. Man, I was thinking about taking Dallas, and you can take. We have enough different games at this. Point. I know, but I'm, I was torn on this one, and I was teetering, and I'm like, you know, if he takes Dallas, I'm going to have to go Tampa. But <laughs> man, this is tough. This is Todd Bowles' first game as their head coach. Does he do anything different? I mean. What are we expecting from Jason Peters as a left tackle there in Dallas right now? 
I mean, I, I to be honest with you, he'll be just fine. Jason Peters knows what he's doing. Shaq yeah. Barrett going at him game one. I mean, this is this is an interesting game. Julio Jones is Julio Jones going to make a difference in Tampa? I hope so. I'm not sure, but I hope so. You know what? I'm taking Tampa Bay, and I think Julio Jones catches two touchdowns. All right, I love randomness it. out Both. there. Our second quarterback facing his former team in Week One. This is Russ traveling back to Lumen Field to face the Twelves, and he's going to face the Seattle Seahawks as well, and a team that supposedly did him dirty in his eyes. If you read the ESPN report that came out earlier today, where it just makes him seem like such a whiny slut, but I mean, he listened to like. Oh, they looked at other quarterbacks. Boo-hoo, it was the same shit Baker got all sad about. This is the NFL, kids. If they're not looking for someone to replace you, then they ain't doing their jobs. Just play better. And Russ did great. Russ led this team to a lot of stuff. Russ is probably the best quarterback in Seahawks history. And that was a third-round pick who started over a guy they paid a lot of money to in Matt Flynn when he came in and won them a Super Bowl. Who you got, Denver or Seattle? Yeah, Denver. How crazy would it be for Geno Smith to outduel? It would be crazy, but it would never happen. Russ, on Monday Night Football, I mean, they got Cleet Blakeman there as the referee. This could uh, get real crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the final game of the weekend. So we picked every game for the weekend. You want to do any college games? How about we do Texas and Bama? Bama. Bama. That was pretty simple, but we'll throw it on there anyway. I think that's the game of the weekend for college football. I agree. Uh, Now, of course, it is time for Drew to hit us with Ward's wagers. Let's see how you did last week. Uh, Last week, let's see. I've got it scrolling there down at the bottom now. Uh, Ward's wagers, you were 43-23-2 last season, 115-66-4 over the past three seasons. One and one last year, I believe Houston won for you, and Utah let you down there in the swamp. But... It was a good game. It was a good game, and uh, interesting finish to that game. Let's put you in solo mode. And what do you got for us in Ward's Wagers? All right, perfect. So, NFL, we love NFL. Uh, we'll take Panthers, minus one and a half. Uh, we, we talked about Baker earlier. We love, love that game. Uh, I'm also going to take the Bengals, minus six and a half. That hook, minus minus the half there to get into a field goal I'll take. Um this one's kind of tough. I'll take I, no. This, I'll go with this one. I'll go Cowboys minus two and a half at home against Tampa on Sunday Night Football, and then I will take Denver minus six and a half on Monday Night Football. So uh, Denver minus six and a half, Cowboys minus two and a half, uh, Panthers minus one and a half, and the Bengals minus six and a half. Okay. Those so there were Drew's picks for Ward's wagers. One and one last week. We're looking for a three and one this week. Really? Uh, we'll take that. We'll take we're three looking for three and one week. just because I don't want the Panthers to send the Browns to get another opening week loss. 18 uh, in a row will be. Dude, 2004 was the last time the Browns won a season opener. I believe it was. And Jeff Garcia. Led them to that victory. I believe Quincy Morgan had a touchdown in that game. Ah, and game. I was skinny enough I could still see my dick. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> Jesus. 
And on that note, brother, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight? That'll do it, man. I'm excited for uh, to get back next week. It's going to be a fun weekend. Seven hours of commercial free football. Uh, oh, I'm looking man. forward to. We'll see you soon, Scott Hansen. Dude, Scott Hansen, just fucking legend. Scott, you know what? Scott Hansen, we got to have Scott Hansen on the show one time. We, that'd be awesome. I'd love to have that. All right, Scott Hansen's on the list. Throw him on the list. We got uh, Mike Leach on the list. <laughs> There's some good interviews we need to get on. Uh, yeah, with that, I think we're good for the night. I thank you all for listening. Uh, tomorrow, expect Absolutely. on our Facebook page, our predictions. We'll post them up there so you can get our full division picks and all that. And all that, enjoy weekend. Have a great weekend. Brother, you got anything good going on this weekend? Uh, a funeral and uh I and said football. good, bud. Oh, yeah. Just uh, just football then on Sunday. And sorry for your loss. Uh, yeah, said, no. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> Shit. How yeah, do we end I, this I, show with me talking about the funeral for my dick because my gut's too big and you talking about an actual funeral? <laughs> but, yeah. What an ending to a fantastic show. A lot of fun. But enjoy the football and see you next week. Weekend. Absolutely. Kids, thanks for watching. Remember, as always, if you live the life you love, you love the life you live. Good night, kids. And we wait for the 